0: It's a burden that we have to constantly deal with. It's like if you woke up tomorrow and you were twice the mass that you are today, you'd have to utilize a different strategy for survival. Right? If you, all of a sudden you're double the mass. So this is what's happening at the cellular level. So we reduce a little bit of this burden. We're never gonna take it all off. We reduce some of it and then our biochemistry can kind of adapt and catch up. Okay.
1: Welcome to episode number 158 of the Rebel Health Coach Podcast. Today's guest is Victor Sagalovsky. He is the founder and CEO of a company called Lightwater Scientific, the first and only super deuterium-depleted light water. He has researched and studied the benefits of deuterium-depleted water through his theory entitled indigenous radiation damage theory of aging. Its purpose that our biggest obstacle to longevity is the excess deuterium and other damaging isotopes on the planet and proper mitigation that will radically extend our lifespans. Victor started his career as an innovator in the plant-based culinary art, having co-founded the first organic gourmet raw food restaurant in North America called Raw. He attended Loyola University and the University of Hawaii, where he pursued multidisciplinary education. He has completed apprenticeships and graduated coursework in chemistry, optical, microscopy, and molecular biology. He is the author of many articles and guides in the field of wellness, biohacking, emerging medicine, technology, mysticism, and esoteric wisdom. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a very interesting topic about deuterium in our water. Thank you, and make it a great day. Victor, I'm very grateful to have you here today to discuss this very important topic of deuterium and light water. And before we dive into this topic, who is Victor segalovsky And what was your catalyst into deuterium, and the light water?
0: Well, Victor Sagalovsky is the guy you're looking at. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a polymath ontologist, I like to say. So um, I'm interested in a variety of subjects, but primarily I'm quite interested in human biology and optimizing it. So uh, my whole life I've been interested in getting, getting better, getting better, <laughs> getting better, optimizing my energy levels. Right? Okay. And, uh, and understanding, understanding what causes us to age. I'm not a gerontologist, gerontologist by training, but I'm an armchair gerontologist. It's a favorite subject of mine, not the only subject I enjoy studying and learning about, but I'm a consummate scholar of everything. So, uh, for me, I'm primarily interested in, like I said, optimizing my biology and slowing down the aging process. So I was looking, i am always been looking since a, since a young age for those things that could help me with this, you know, things that could, so I explored, explored diet, uh, got well-versed in biochemistry, anything that would help in optimizing my physical performance and my my mental performance, and certainly my spirituality as well, were things that were prime, prime and center and top burner to me. So in 2004, I read an article called In Search of the Fountain of Youth," and it talked about these populations in Siberia and a number of other places that were known to have extreme longevity and uh, not only extreme longevity but greater health span comparatively to other populations around the world and this, this piqued my interest and uh, this was because they had less deuterium in their water so i was hooked because i identified it as something that is a intervention that is an upstream solution and we have all these things that we do daily that are band-aids and this is something that is really coming from the source because it because it's something that is working on the mitochondrial level, all the way deep in those nano confined spaces where our energy is made, where the, where our um, where the root of life is, so to speak. So that fascinated me, and it took a long time, decade plus, to get to the point where we were ready to start a company around this. And uh, the company is called Lightwater, Lightwater Scientific. The brand is Lightwater. And so we make a water that's uh, known as super deuterium depleted water, meaning it has 94 to 97% less deuterium than most of the drinking water that people consume on this planet. And uh, this is an incredible benefit for health. And it's a foundational benefit. So. Before you do anything else, build a good foundation. So this is a this is this is the product of a of a many decades of research, uh, and uh, not only mine but my colleagues as well. Not only research, but <laughs> tons of money invested, time, science, stuff. You know, you you name it. But so what we have here, I like to call the greatest bio- the greatest discovery in biology of our time Discovery is deuterium depletion. When we lower the deuterium in our body, we actually increase the amount of cellular energy that we have and everything downstream of that as well.
1: And what's interesting to me as I was prepping for this is that, and, I, and quite, in all honesty, I didn't realize that this was such a huge problem until I started prepping for this. I knew deuterium... And deuterium de- 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 depleted water was very helpful for people with cancer, but I didn't realize that where there was so much of it in our in our drinking water. That well, the
0: average the average human has about one point one grams of deuterium in them. But and really, but really, when you look under the hood, you, you really see that it's somewhere between one and four grams. Okay, uh, depending on your your uh, your body your um, your body mass and your eating habits and your age. So we've got between 1 and 4 grams of this stuff in our body. It doesn't seem like very much, but it's really 5 to 7 times more than the basic constituents of life, like glucose, magnesium, potassium, minerals. So this is deuterium, it's a it's a version of hydrogen, right? So everything runs on hydrogen. The universe is primarily hydrogen. It's the first element and still the most abundant and the simplest element in the universe. So, and hydrogen has a, a cousin or a brother, so to speak. And uh, that's uh, deuterium. And deuterium just, it's still hydrogen, but whereas regular hydrogen only has a proton and a neutron, it's the only element that doesn't have a new I'm sorry, only has a proton and an electron. It's the only element that doesn't have a neutron, which is why it's used by everything as a is a, a power source because yeah, it's so it's so small and it's just a proton. So now every element after hydrogen on the periodic table has multiple electrons, multiple protons, multiple neutrons. So deuterium is simply a hydrogen with a neutron. But this is not so simple because what it does is double the mass of hydrogen, mm. and it's the only isotope. That is double the mass of its parent isotope, of its main constituent. So very little hydrogen is deuterium, but it's enough to cause damage ongoing. And it's enough to, it's enough to uh, wreak havoc on our biology over time. And really everything on the planet that, that uses oxygen as a means of uh, life, right? All eukaryotic cells. Use oxygen. So anything that uses oxygen is going to have a problem when it comes to deuterium because deuterium is twice the mass. So anytime it takes a position that's reserved for hydrogen one, also known as protium, deuterium being hydrogen two, anytime it takes a position that's reserved for hydrogen one, problems ensue because it doesn't belong there. So uh, it affects everything downstream of that as well.
1: And one question I have is if deuterium is such a big impact on our health, why do so few people know about it? (laughs) It's a paradox right there, isn't it? Right.
0: Well, deuterium was discovered in uh, 1931. Uh, Before that, they didn't know that hydrogen had other isotopes. And uh, shortly thereafter, they said, okay, is this any different than? regular hydrogen or hydrogen one. So in the lab, they synthesized pure heavy water, D2O. Uh, This is something that doesn't occur in nature, or it does, but one out of every 41 million molecules of water is D2O. And so they synthesized uh, pure D2O. And uh, this is known as heavy water. And And it looks like water, tastes like water. And if you drink it, somewhere between day three and day five, you die because it's incompatible with our metabolism. And so shortly thereafter, the American American scientists said deuterium is incompatible with life. But there was really nothing anybody could do about it. So it just got buried under the rug. It wasn't... Uh, these things are not known about because unless there's a commercial interest to promote it, it really stays at the academic level. And in this case, in Eastern Europe, primarily. Even though... It was in the, even though as early as the late 30s, it was known that this was really toxic to uh, humans. So it's just something that got overlooked. And one of those reasons it got overlooked is because there's, a, there's not much of it in the human body. Like I said, you know, a, a body that weighs 125 to 180 pounds, you know, you only have one to four grams of this stuff in there. They looked at it like it's not a big deal. Right. It's just not just not enough not enough to cause any problems but but for me I'm interested in understanding why we age you know because everybody takes that for granted as something that's just is and i'm not I'm not interested in taking it as it is I want to know why we age I want to know what are the underlying mechanisms of why we start out with a cell that has thirty thousand mitochondria and then fifty years later end up in that cell reproducing over and over and it's only got like 200 of them left i want to know what happens (laughs) what is the what is what is that thing that happens that causes us to age i'm really interested in this and i'm shocked that there's not more people that are trying to figure this out they're trying to figure out everything else and that but the aging process they take it as a they take it as a well that's just the given that's a constant we're not going to even worry about it because that's just what it is so nobody knows why some people live to 110 and other people only live to 85. They just, they're just not, they're just not sure. This is a, this is a kind of a subject that is not focused on too much. Unfortunately, And, and I, I really, I really don't know why, but for me, I always wanted to know what are the underlying mechanisms of aging because aging is really something aging is a, gradual diminishment of capacity of energy it's a winding down of your mortal coil where you have less energy every year and that manifests as uh you know impaired cognitive ability less less hormone function more cardiovascular impairment i mean you name it we lose one percent per year as we age of our of our of the basic functions of our body right so we 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 hit our peak in our 20s sometime and we grow gradually descend but why <laughs> so <laughs> deuterium is one of those reasons it's not the only reason but it's but it is i believe a fundamental reason of our uh, a cause of our aging process because you look at it and biochemically you look at it in the mitochondria and you see what Damaging the mitochondria. What's causing the cellular senescence? What what's causing apoptosis? Or even if you're on a macro scale, what's causing inflammation? What's doing this? So deuterium is that one of those culprits? It's a very big one because it just doesn't just doesn't fit in our biology at the level of deuterium that we have on our planet now. There's a new science. There's a new branch of biochemistry uh, known as deuteronomics. And this endeavors to explain how deuterium is managed by the body. And what Deuteronomics says is that the human organism is more optimized for a deuterium level that's about 16 to 20% lower than most people are at right now. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, what was interesting to me is when you Google heavy water, and now I remember this from back in history class. Right that heavy water was used to make nuclear bombs.
0: Well, if it, if it wasn't for the discovery that hydrogen had other isotopes, deuterium and tritium, which we don't talk about too much because it's a very rare radioactive isotope. But uh, the, 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 the problem is is that, um, or here's, here, here's the facts. If we didn't if we didn't discover deuterium, we wouldn't have the atomic age. We wouldn't have nuclear power and we wouldn't have atomic bombs. So this so this the discovery of deuterium actually ushered in the atomic age. So now we have a new that was the 20th century and now we're in the 21st century where the discovery is that biologically if you reduce the amount of deuterium and this is not a new discovery, this is 65 years old, we reduce the amount of deuterium in your body you actually can increase your health span and ultimately your lifespan.
1: And I know that one of the uses for deuterium-depleted water and other things, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but one of them was people with cancer. If you could lower the level of deuterium, they found that they would age, that that cancer process would be a lot, reversing the cancer would be a lot quicker.
0: There's a gentleman in Hungary. Dr. Gabor Shumalai, colleague of ours, he has his own deuterium depleted water company over there in Europe, and he's been doing this research since the 80s, and he discovered that the ratio of hydrogen 1 to hydrogen 2, or ratio of protium to deuterium, actually can turn oncogenes on and off. So I think this is why we're censored on Wikipedia. Now,
1: it, it <laughs> that doesn't surprise me a bit but go I mean on. it's
0: it's yeah it's cr- all you need to do is reduce your deuterium levels in the body by by a little bit and you get this incredible net energy benefit that you don't get any other way okay so it's a, it's a it's a it's an energy game we're playing right you can't people that have cancer they can ever they can never get enough energy they can never mount a proper response to the neoplastic condition because they don't have the energy to do it. The body's a self-healing organism. All it, all it requires is more energy.
1: And well, let's uh, talk about that for a bit because the human body is made of sixty percent water.
0: No more ninety-eight point nine percent by molecular weight.
1: Okay,
0: not almost ninety-nine percent. So okay. every, just about every molecule in our body is attached to water.
1: And what about and and. This plays part in ADP, which is, gives us our energy. So I'm going to let you take it from there because let's talk about ADP and, and, the, and the mitochondrial health and why deuterium-depleted water is so important for that.
0: We produce probably one and a half times our body weight in ATP per day, if you can believe that. So it gets recycled usually to ADP unless there's, unless there's a... Unless there's a stressful situation where it just dumps and then you got to spend a few days building that back up but uh atp is the energy currency of our biology as it's understood in in classical biochemistry and the the bulk of this atp is produced in the electron transport chain and and, and specifically the the uh, atp synthase nanomotors that produce atp they they spin at up to nine thousand rpm shuttling Protons from one gradient to the other, and in that process, they these motors they act like if you look if you if you look at a picture of them they look just like a motor generator that we would make. So there's a mechanical process to produce ATP. Now to produce ATP you need protons, and so those protons come from hydrogen. Now, when that proton entering the motor is replaced by a deuteron, a deuteron is a proton. Neutron pair, it doesn't fit. It causes the motor to stutter. No ETP is produced in that moment. And eventually it causes the breakdown of that motor, wear and tear. And uh, what happens there is you have a weakening of the membrane. And so once you have, if you have a if you have a motor that's really spinning fast and you got these motor mounts, eventually they give. So the way that looks like in our biology is you have leakage, you have proton leakage in the membrane. Once you have proton leakage, the motor slows down until it stops, and no more ATP is produced. So this is happening every if your if your body level if your level of deuterium in the body is 150 parts per million, which is the average, that means your billions, if not trillions, of these little nanomotors in every cell are getting impinged, are getting hit every five, roughly every five seconds. So every five seconds. Your ATP synthase nanomotors, instead of getting the proton that they require, they're getting a deuteron, which is twice the size. And it's a square peg in a round hole. It doesn't fit and it causes damage. And this was the great, this was the great discovery. This was the great revelation that happened over 50 years after the discovery that less deuterium in your water and food is good and more deuterium is bad. I really didn't quite really understand fully the uh the science behind it they knew that they knew that there was a kinetic problem because of the because of the size and weight but in in 2007 dr Abdullah olgun out of turkey published a uh paper describing this particular problem with the atp synthase nanomotor and I, i i thought this was like a revelation i'm just amazed more people didn't hone in on this and say, wow, there it is. There's, there's the answer. You know, sometimes, sometimes you stumble upon the truth, but then you pick yourself up and keep on going. But, uh, in this case, I stumbled upon it and I really, and it it really became a central focus of my research and work because I saw that this was a foundational problem. This is, this is, this is as upstream as you could go. (laughs) You can't, you can't go further than finding the source. So this is the source of the energy in our body. So wherever the source of the energy in our body, that's where you look for damage. Is there anything damaging this production of ATP? And sure enough, it's this deuteron. It's purely, the, the problem is purely mechanical. It's just twice the size that it needs to be. And the body can't distinguish between the two. In fact, the body does try to limit the deuterium from coming in the electron transport chain. But it quickly gets overrun. As we get older, it's just because it's an ongoing process. It just doesn't, it just does not stop. So our body's really um, made for, like I said, 15 to 20% less deuterium than we have now. So this is a mechanical problem that can, That's easily addressed by reducing the amount of deuterium that's in our body. And in fact, if you look at the water inside the mitochondria, which is known as metabolic water. This water is not water that we drink. This water is, we synthesize, synthesize it de novo. This is water that we make from from hydrogen, two hydrogens and an oxygen. So we synthesize our own water. And this water, this metabolic water, is 50 to 70% reduced in deuterium. So our body's trying to keep this out of our energy production pathways, but we get overrun pretty quick. And this is one of the underlying causes of aging, I believe. So
1: it's like, <clears throat> our, well, like in every everything, as, as far as health goes, it's, it's like we're putting bad motor oil in our body.
0: Wrong gasoline. Or just oh, yeah. a little, or, yeah, just okay. a little bit of the, just a little, just the, so if you have a liter of water. Right. As we, as we've been my, told. As my we've water bottle taught, right here. Yeah. So as so as we've been taught, uh, a liter of water is twenty thousand drops. So twenty thousand drops equals one liter. So we've been taught that water is H two O. But out of these twenty thousand drops, six of those drops are not H two O. They're H O D or H D O, however you want to call it. But one of those one of those hydrogens is replaced by something that's twice the size, twice the weight. So this changes the kinetics entirely of how this molecule is used or how, how, how it works. So, um, we got a, we got a mechanical problem. We've got too much deuterium and the easy solution is to reduce the deuterium in your body by 15 to 20%. And, uh, you'll age slower. You'll get back some of the metabolic function that you lose over time. At least I have, and many of our customers have as well, because there's really nothing that will give you the net energy benefit that this will that reducing the deuterium in your body will, okay. I mean, there's it, what, nothing
1: that i can do. I guess. Well, I mean, we need deuterium in our bodies. We need a little bit of it for cell growth. Correct.
0: We that's need, what they. That's that's what they say. But I'm I'm not you're, convinced. You're not,
1: I'm, you're not buying that.
0: I'm, I'm not buying that. But either way, if I, if I if I buy it or not, it doesn't matter. You're never right. going to get it. You're never going to get it all
1: out. Right. And do you, what, what role impossible. does our environment play in adding to that? Did you? I mean,
0: our is what role does what?
1: Well, let's look at the lifespan of the past, our our past generations and the lifespan today. Our grandparents didn't age as rapidly as we're aging today. So our, our environment has to play a factor in how much of de- um, this deuterium is in our bodies.
0: Well, we've got um, got a lot of oxidative stress. People get. Infl- inflammation, people are in- inflammation is rampant. Cancer is rampant. I mean, you got all these modern problems that they didn't have before, and a lot of it has to do with uh, overconsumption of carbohydrates, hydrogenated fats, things like this. Uh, just really focusing on a carbohydrate diet has really destroyed our collective health.
1: Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. So, so what is the? Let's talk about what's the solution so we know the problem is deuterium
0: the solution is to lower the deuterium in your body okay that's a solution and, and what can, are what are ways to do that drinking deuterium depleted water okay. is the easy that's the easiest way okay it's not it's not the, the only way it's the okay. one that's going it's it's the one that's going to work the best because it's going to get you it's going to get you down to you know it's going to get you down in the 120 ppm range or below But some other ways you could do it is a ketogenic diet or or keto adapted diet. Nature's strategy is to load the carbs with deuterium and deplete the fats. So fats, animal fats, especially are deuterium depleted. So we can, we can eat less. We can fast more. We can do some intermittent fasting. We just have to realize that the water we put in our body is not the water that our body's made from. So we got to, change our thinking into uh, an adapt into understanding that our body wants something that is closer to what it makes. And that takes, and that takes stress off the body, right? Right. So deuterium water is closer to the metabolic water that our body makes their body's trying to limit this deuterium from coming into this electron transport chain and being, and, and wreaking damage or wreaking havoc on these, ATP synthase nanomotors like a, like a bowl in the China shop. So these are things that we can do. We can, we can uh, fast, we can ketogenic diet. And if you don't want to do those, because they, they will, they will uh, get you healthy. Ketogenic right. di- ketogenic diet and intermittent fasting is really all one really needs to get healthy. Okay. But but uh, the easy way is to drink deuterium depleted water, drink a half a liter of 10 ppm, half a liter to one liter of half of a uh, 10 ppm per day, or you use that 10 ppm and mix it with the water that you already have to get a more linear depletion. But either way, you will deplete half a ppm roughly, maybe a quarter to one ppm per day. But on average, half a ppm. As you replace the water, as we we 25% of our water in our body gets recycled, which is about it's an incredible figure. It's like somewhere between 1,500 and 1,900 gallons a day get recycled in an average human body, and that that's about 25 percent of our water requirements. And then we lose water daily, so we have to replace it. And if, if the water that you replace into your body has less deuterium than what you're taking out or that's leaving, you're gonna slight you're gonna lower a little bit. So this is uh-huh. this is incrementally. Incrementally, you will lower your deuterium over time. So, in a matter of forty-five to ninety days, you can get into the one hundred and twenty ppm range if you were in the one hundred and fifty ppm range to start with, and then you just maintain that. and um, And the benefits are phenomenal because it really a deuterium depleted body enjoys more oxygen carrying capacity. It it enjoys healthier mitochondria, so it, it enjoys. Uh, better, better metabolism faster metabolism and uh it's a deuterium is heavy right and the 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 reduction of it gives you lightness right it's a it's a, there's a lightness of being that happens when you reduce a little bit of it it's a burden it's a burden that we have to constantly deal with it's like if you woke up tomorrow and you were twice the mass that you are today hmm. it, it would you would have to you'd have to figure out a new way you'd have to you have to utilize a different strategy for survival right? if you all of a sudden you're double the mass. So this is what's happening at the cellular level. So we reduce a little bit of this burden. We're never going to take it all off. We reduce some of it, and then our biochemistry can kind of adapt and catch up.
1: Let's talk a little bit about, how, first of all, how do we test for this? How do we test our bodies for our deuterium level?
0: We started a lab, NutriomTest.com. Bought an expensive instrument. Two companies in the world make it. it. Took a long time to tune it up, but we test saliva. So saliva, or yeah, you can test you can test any body fluid really, but but saliva is a is a pretty good indicator of what's happening uh, in the uh, extracellular fluid. And if you want to, and you could also test breath vapor. Breath vapor is more indicative of what's happening in the uh, With the metabolic water, and uh, so actually, if you we don't we don't we can test breath vapor, but you have to collect it yourself. So so saliva becomes the easy one. So most people test their saliva, and they'll find they're somewhere in the 150 ppm range. So if you're high, if you're in the high 150, like 155 or higher, you're probably going to be sick. There's probably going to be some chronic health condition that you're dealing with. And if you're in the 140 ppm range. You're probably a pretty healthy person, and that anybody in the 130s or 120s, you're exceptionally, exceptionally healthy. Your body is doing phenomenally in managing this batarium burden that we all have, and that has to do with that has to do with where you live as well, because your deuterium levels are going to be very dependent on the water that you drink and the food that you eat, or it, it's it's really it's really the only input that we have coming in. So if you live in if you live in a one of these areas where the water has less deuterium in it, you're going to benefit quite a bit over time.
1: Now let's talk water for a minute because water is all the rate. I mean, glass bottles, alkaline alkaline water. This is like... We're
0: water beings, you know? I
1: mean, but if you go to the supermarket, water is overwhelming. I mean, can you buy a filtration system that will deplete Deuterium from your filter, from your water that comes through to your house.
0: I wish you could. Okay. I wish you. I wish you could. Okay. There's no standard filtration process that will reduce deuterium. No okay. reverse osmosis won't do it. Distillation, regular regular distillation won't do it. There's no filter. There's no. There's no carbon filter or any or any kind of forest filter that will do this. And the reason is because the way we understand water purity up until this point is that we're removing contaminants from water. And these contaminants are heavy metals and, and chemicals and so forth and so on. So these things that we're removing from water are not water. But when you look at HDO, that is water. It's just that semi-heavy water. So you have to remove water from water. And that's incredibly difficult. There's only five companies in the world, four or five companies in the world that can do this. Okay. Ourselves, ourselves being one of them. It's a very difficult process to remove water from water or to reduce the HDO. That's what we're going for. We're, we're okay. reducing, we're taking out the HDO, separating that from the H2O and giving you pure H2O. So what we have here is a, is a new standard of water purity that I hope the whole world catches up to at some point. But before that, yes, somebody will have to invent a way... An easy way to do it at home, and nobody nobody has invented. That's very difficult. It's like it's like dreaming about the light bulb in 1850.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, you you offer a test on your website, yes. And so, should we? So, if someone, well, I want to dig into that. I want to dig into your website in a bit, but I, I jumped ahead of myself, of course. So you I can do that a lot.
0: Yeah. So I think what you're going to ask is you can test before and after, right? Right. And you could, uh, if you want, if you want a baseline, uh, or you can just guess what your baseline is because it's not going to be too different than
1: what everybody live. else. Is. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's not going to be too different, but if you want to, but if you're going at this in a clinical way where you, where you have to have a before and after, then sure, you can test yourself before you start drinking DDW and you can test yourself 90 days after, and then you can test yourself six months after and a year and, uh, and see where you land. Okay. So. So that that is a that definitely we recommend a test at least 90 days after you start on the deuterium depletion protocol just so you know it's working
1: for you. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about because there are some more scientific studies that I saw and read about uh, the effects of sleep. Of course, this makes sense because if you're if you're ramping up your ADP, you're going to sleep better. And Absolutely. And we we're already talked about anti-aging but it also if you're ramping up your adp you're not gonna have less you're also gonna have less stress
0: exactly i was about to say that took the words out of my mouth it's a de-stressor
1: right so if you if your adp is running on all cylinders which most of our us that walk around as human beings already adp production is probably running on two and a half maybe cylinders in most human bodies. And that's probably a large estimate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's accurate. So, that's, ac- that's accurate. You we're, know, so we're, I we're, not, we're, we're in a deficiency of energy, right? It's an energy game. And in fact, we require 600 times more energy than we produce. So we are just energy hungry animals.
1: You know, I, you know working in the hormone world, I give a man testosterone, and I see his en- energy level go skyrocket, but that's only, I mean, if you add this to it, you feel like a million bucks.
0: You might be able to restore that testosterone naturally. Right.
1: Well there's another I mean that was where I was going with that. It's like if you take care of this ADP problem, because our ancestors, (laughs) my grandpa and I mean they didn't there wasn't testosterone hormone replacement therapy clinics on every on every corner. At that time in their in their life, matter of fact, most of them never took testosterone. But my grandpa, you know, lived to be eighty eight and had energy all the way there. You know, so well
0: as people are, if you're active, you're going to be healthier. You know, if you, uh, yeah, if you, you know, there's this um, mito mito neogenesis, right? It's the it's it's when you produce new mitochondria. And that only happens when you have a when you have a stress input and that stress input being exercised. So it's only exercise is going to keep your mitochondria healthy in that sense. So if you sit on your butt, you're gonna you're you're not gonna it's just it's a law of diminishing returns. You know?
1: so, and let's be brutally honest. I mean an, uh, an
0: object that an object an object in motion tends to stay in motion. Right. An object that sits on its ass tends to stay right, where it is. Exactly.
1: Exactly, and I mean, in, in all honesty, seventy percent of 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 our, our population sit on their ass all day.
0: That's that's a problem, and then they and then and they're sympathetic, and they're sympathetic dominant,
1: right? <laughs> exactly, and and, and, and yeah, and their stress levels are through the ceiling, and you know the, infl-
0: the inflammation, right. the inflammation's killing them.
1: They're right. So let's talk about your your product a little bit now. So we. We know that you can't do, fit, get a filtration system. And is there what? Is this something you have to stay on forever, or is there is there a pro, is there a pro, is like like I know like with microdosing psilocybin, you know you could do a thirty day stint of microdosing psilocybin, and feel fantastic after that thirty days. And then maybe every once in a while you have to do another episode of microdosing, or let's say you do a, a twenty day cleanser, a uh, uh, fast, you know, a ten day fast. You feel that energy level? Is it what is it, when you're getting the light water? Because this isn't cheap.
0: This is a, yeah okay. So this is uh, it's not cheap, but a little goes a,
1: a small long way. amount. Okay, yeah. let's talk yeah. about that. Because when so, you, but, but let if, me
0: let me answer your question there. Okay. So because because the answer to that it's it's not a yes and it's not a no. It's a okay. yes. And, it's a yes That's and, a no. and a no. Okay. It's a yes and no because when you lower your deuterium levels, uh, and then you stop drinking deuterium depleted water, your deuterium levels are going to start creeping back up, and you may not you may not like that because you would have noticed some some benefit, and all of a sudden that benefit is taken away. But over 25 years of science on this shows that even one week a month has long-term benefit, and so yeah, you can you can uh, you can look at it like that. So um, a little bit does still have some benefit, but uh, it should be a lifestyle intervention you do for a long time. But that's but that said, yes, you can you can stop and uh, you'll still get. You'll, you'll, still, you'll still get compound benefits over time, but at some point you'll have to restart again.
1: So because what exactly your level, your is the protocol then for, for the average human being?
0: So there's a couple there's a couple ways you can approach this. You can, appro- you can approach this in a clinical fashion, meaning that the, meaning the depletion is linear, meaning that you know how much deuterium you're reducing per day. And the way you do that is by knowing how much liquid you drink per day, and then pre-mixing all your water, so you know that you have a, a water that has a certain amount of deuterium. So, for example, we make we make uh, our most popular product is Light Water ten ppm. So this has ninety four percent less deuterium than uh, all, than than a uh, uh, standard drinking water, which is, which is about one hundred and fifty ppm. And When you mix it one to one, you get 80 ppm. And when you mix it one to four, you get 122 ppm. So you find where you want to be and you pre-mix all of your water and then you will have a nice linear depletion. And this is something I recommend to people that have, or I'm not a, I'm not a medical professional, so I really can't recommend anything. But the, but the, but the doctors that do this, this is what they, this is what they recommend that they do that, that you do this nice linear depletion because, because the alternative, is to just drink half a liter to a liter a day, and you will still reduce deuterium. You won't know exactly how much per day, because you're, unless you're a really habitual individual where you drink X amount of liquid per day, but you just don't, you just don't really stop whatever else you're doing. You just add this in there. And at the end of the day, you'll still have less deuterium going in your body than you're expelling out. And so you'll get like, it won't be a quite a linear depletion, but it'll kind of go like this. But you'll get to the same place at the end of the day. You know, at the end of the 90 days, 40, 45 to 90 days, you'll still, you'll still uh, get down to fifteen to 20% lower than you were. So these are the two approaches. You could either add a, bo- you could either add a bottle or two uh, per day and not stop everything else you're doing. Or you can pre-mix all of your water so you know exactly what deuterium level you're putting in your body daily. And and then some protocols also have it that you start with water that's a hundred and twenty or twenty five, and then you go down to a hundred, and then you go down to eighty. You know, and this is one of these strategies that you could read about in uh, some of the books, specifically deuterium depletion by Dr. Schmuller, where he talks about this. And he's got he's got over three thousand case studies with this, so it's not new. I mean, over twenty plus years, three thousand case studies of mostly people dealing with cancer. He found that when he depleted their bodies of deuterium, they had an eight to ten X survivability rate, which is just phenomenal. But it's not the water doing it, it's the fact that your body has less of this burden known as deuterium.
1: Is there protocols on your website?
0: Yeah, on our website you have a dilution we have a dilution chart that will that will tell you how to dilute properly Based on what strategy you want to use. Uh, and, uh, and there's just there's still, there's still a lot on our website. And if you're, if you're a researcher, clinician, doctor, you can go to deuteriumdepletion.org, where I put up most of the studies that have been done over the last 60 years on this in every language I could find. So there's a, there's a lot of literature on this. But uh, if you want to, a good place to start is by downloading our deuterium depletion guide. And, uh, that'll give you a really good primer on, uh, on what this is. So, but you can also, you can also move to one of these areas that naturally have less deuterium. There are places in the world that have water that's between, you know, 120 to 140 PPM. That's readily easy to get to and then there's Antarctica that has water that's 89 parts per million which is not easy to get to but it's a phenomenal water if you could get it and so we bypass all that and just make, make it an it. effect we just make it we don't make it we don't make, the we other, don't.
1: besides Antarctica where's the other places
0: well uh, anywhere that you're away from the hydrological cycle of the ocean
1: okay,
0: high in the mountains okay. in high, higher latitudes you're going to find Water that has less deuterium, Boulder, Colorado. It's a 139 parts per million out the tap. Okay. And L.A. or the, any coastal city is 150. So that little delta over time is phenomenal.
1: Right. Because
0: the benefit because the benefit is over time.
1: Okay. Now is I noticed there's some. Yeah, okay, got your testing on here.
0: The benefit is proportional to the square of the concentration. So if you even have a water that's five is has five ppm less. If you're drinking. You're drinking one fifty, and you got a twin brother that's drinking one forty five, right? And you and you and you have a little bit of time—ten, fifteen, twenty years—you're going to see that you're aging
1: faster than you. Is there a way to test the water? Yeah, we can test
0: water too. We can okay. test any We can test any liquid. I mean, like party. a
1: human being can. Can I order a water test so I can stick it in my jar and see how much deuterium is in there?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We, we, we sell uh, nine, 99 bucks to test your water and $199 to, uh, to test your saliva and, and uh, uh, sign up for our newsletter. We send out uh, discounts and specials all the time. But uh, your water, you may not need to spend 100 bucks because I, I may be able to tell you what your water is. All this is a lot of this is publicly available information. Most right. municipalities...
1: We'll tell test. you how much deuterium is in your water.
0: I mean, they they, they won't it even should. know where you're... You, no, it's there. The information's okay. there. They just don't even know they have it. <laughs> you know? Go it's, figure. It's, they just <laughs> just about every, just like about every municipality knows. Right. That just doesn't about every surprise
1: me a bit. They they don't know what about what most of their stuff would do. They just don't know that they right. tested it, but right. they did
0: test it. So right. uh, you live in Atlanta. I could almost guarantee you the water that you're drinking is 150 ppm because you're so... You're so close to the ocean, and you don't you don't have any you don't have any isolated weather over there. So it's all coming. It's you get a lot of you get a lot of weather that comes from the ocean. And if you have that if you have that hydrological cycle, then and it's ocean dependent. You're well, the ocean's one hundred and fifty five point seven six, so and most drinking water is one hundred and fifty most most potable water. So we can pretty much guess where the water is. So I, I, I I'm. <laughs> I'd I'd like to save you a hundred bucks.
1: (laughs) All right. What about, let me talk about, I I read uh, a little bit on the center for deuterium depletion, which is Dr. uh, TQ Collins, I believe. Mm -hmm. And some, and uh, uh, a couple other doctors, but what about red light therapy? The red light therapy effects on deuterium.
0: What red light is doing is it, improves the mobility changes the viscosity of our metabolic water so this so this improves the proton flow in the electron transport chain and when we talk about red light what is it doing well specific wavelengths of red light instead of converting to heat convert to chemical energy And so if we if we hit the red light at those specific wavelengths then yeah it's a fantastic intervention it's a great benefit
1: like I go to the I I use a red light sauna or infrared sauna quite often because I enjoy that. First, yeah, first just,
0: of all, I, I just got out of one today. Yeah,
1: right? I I do it as much as I can because it. First of all, it gets me away from the world for forty-five minutes.
0: Our bodies are trying to get energy right from wherever wherever they can. primarily Primarily, we give our bodies energy from cal calories. From food. And those and that that food all gets it all gets broken down into what hydrogen essentially. So there's other energy inputs that we have. Specific wavelengths of red light is one of
1: them. Yeah, I enjoy it. So
0: I was just yeah. wondering
1: about the if, will that deplete deuterium in well, our bodies. It's not going to deplete
0: deuterium. It'll it will it will increase the proton motor force. Which, mean, which increases ATP production. So they're very complementary to one another. Red light therapy and deuterium depletion, very complementary because it's, it's, all about your, it's all about where the bulk of the energy is made. And the bulk of the ATP energy is made in the electron transport chain, specifically in the ATP synthase nanomotor. It's not the only place that ATP is made, but the bulk of our ATP is made there. And that's just, that's just one of our, that's, that's, uh, there's a bit of new controversy as new information comes in that, that uh, ATP is not the only source of chemical energy that we have. But it all comes down to water. Water is broken and reformed. And in the process of cracking the water molecule to make hydrogen and oxygen, and in the process of combining the hydrogen and oxygen to make water, there are additional electrons which are energy. So water is very much, uh, the, the, our, water is like the most important thing there is for life, yeah. you know, other than, other than the oxygen. But did you know that we don't breathe for oxygen? If we breathe for oxygen, we would only need one breath per minute. We breathe because we need to exhale carbon dioxide. So it's a water, water, which is oxygen and hydrogen, Really runs everything. It's really the driver of not only fuels stars and rocket ships, but but everything that's alive needs hydrogen and oxygen. So sometimes that oxygen comes from just the cracking of the water molecule. So it's a it's a very simple, simple and elegant system that we have because everything in nature wants a path of least resistance. Pretty much. Yeah. Very incredible. Even electricity, <laughs> right. even electricity, everything, everything wants to find the easy way.
1: <laughs> even at for, the bar, <laughs> right, we're looking, for,
0: we're looking, we're looking, we're looking for the easiest way possible. Uh, and I like to say, unfortunately, oxygen is too stupid to know the difference between hydrogen one and hydrogen two. Because if hydrogen, because if oxygen could differentiate between protium and deuterium, there wouldn't be a problem. You would say, "Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making water with deuterium. I'm only making water with protium." But it doesn't do that. It also makes water with deuterium. So that's why a little bit of the water that we have, in all water, is in this configuration of HDO or HOD.
1: Well, I, well, I want to talk about some of the things. First of all, you all, you have a 10% offer for first time purchases on your website. I saw I, when you go to your website, you see that. Right. Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. Typically to make this work for you, you're going to spend about 320 bucks plus shipping per month. Okay. And that, that gives you 16 liters and those 16 liters, 16 liters, you're going to, it'll, it'll stretch to a month. So that's two cases,
1: two cases. And then how, how long is what do you recommend? What's the recommended time somebody do this? Does it every month they need to do this or is it like a they do it two months out of the year or two months every 6 months
0: i would either do it continuously okay <laughs> or or you do it for 90 days 90 to 120 days and then reassess at that point
1: okay okay yeah that's what that's pretty much what i was wondering you want to
0: get you want to get down 15 to 20% right okay. you you want to lower your deuterium and unfortunately everything everything we eat and everything we drink is introducing more deuterium in our body. Right. So you have to change some of your habits. Well, that's,
1: that's with anything.
0: That's with anything. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're going to lose weight or if you're going to want to feel better, you can't eat crap. So you need to change your habit.
0: Stop eating crap. Oh. Stop stop, stop being dependent on so many carbohydrates. That's the first thing you, right. anybody needs to do. And get more keto adapted. Put more fat. I mean, you, you produce three and a half times more ATP from fats than you do from sugars anyway so it's just it's just a, it's just the strategy better strategy for survival it's a better better fuel source
1: right and and like we were talking earlier about our ancestors we didn't have all the crap they didn't have all the crap
0: and they' and they they fasted they didn't they didn't they didn't eat they didn't have one meal a day from 9 a.m to 9 p.m right they had, a, they had a, the best is to have like a feeding window so the, so the, so their organs can rest so the GI tract can rest, rest so,
1: and so, repair. You got to rest, rest and, and, re- re-
0: and that you can, and that your digestion is optimized. Right. Because if because if you keep eating, you're not going to digest your food properly. Right, it's just going right. to go through you. So you so you have to really the whole, the name of the game is optimizing your metabolism, optimize, and you and you do that in order to have more energy.
1: Hey, you can't more sit function, on the more you can day on the couch all day eating bonbons and French fries and expect to be in good health. You
0: can't. You can, but it's not a strategy for long term <laughs> survival. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh you my know. goodness! All right, <laughs> you know that's just the that's unfortunately this is very difficult to make this water. It takes a, it takes a lot of energy. That's why it's twenty bucks a liter because it takes an enormous amount of power because we're we are essentially copying the hydro uh the hydro the hydrological uh system of the planet you know heating cooling heating cooling <laughs> you know non-stop 24 7 so it, requ- it requires an enormous amount of not only not only millions of dollars of infrastructure to have created to this, in this the beginning right. but the ongoing energy requirement is insane yeah you know? oh, so sure. I, w- I wish somebody would hurry up and make some free energy devices so we wouldn't have to rely <laughs> on conventional means.
1: Exactly. All right. So before we go, is there anything you want to add to this? And then I have one more question that has nothing to do with this topic at all. So you go first.
0: Uh, slow and steady wins the race. That's that's what I got to say. This is not, this is not something you're going to feel overnight. Now that said, there are some people that, that, that are very, so subtle that they drink DDW and all of a sudden it's like a game changer, but that's like, that's very rare. You're going to need, you're going to need a few months to really make this work for you. But then it's just the metabolic benefits just phenomenal. And the older you are, the, the older you are, uh, the quicker you will uh, feel it. Most, mostly, I mean, we have some anomalies and things, but, uh, but the, really, it's just a energy game, right? It's just, how do you, how do you preserve the energy as you age? How do you preserve the mitochondria? The, the mind is willing, but the body's weak. And the body's weak because we have less mitochondria. Those mitochondria shut down as we grow older. They shut down because of ceaseless damage that is happening deep down in our energy production pathways. So, what we want to do is just be a little more gentle on them. And the way we're gentle is to remove the contaminants. So, we, we know we, we, uh, we know that there are many contaminants that the body is not compatible with but uh, there's one in particular which is a natural contaminant and that's ubiquitous everywhere and that's deuterium so just lower your deuterium levels and uh, you're going to you're going to have you're going to have an easier time at it
1: and we all know that we want to you know, it's just it's just a, it's, a, it's always a work project as you age you have to continue to do something positive in order for you to age at a graceful manner.
0: Well, I noticed I noticed that biohacking is a big term these right, days. Right, right. And and that's wonderful when you're young. I mean, right. I, we we didn't call it biohacking when I was in my twenties. No. We call we called it we, we just called it yoga. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. so we practiced whatever we could to to push the limits of what we could physically do. We right. we wanted to understand what we're capable of what we're capable of physically, what we're capable of mentally, and uh, and really understand what a human body can do. Because we've got all the tools, we just don't have the manual. So here, so we try to write the manual when we're younger and see what we can get away with. And I, and I hit 50 not too long ago. And uh, now I feel like it's not about biohacking so much as it is about Gero protection. Right? <laughs> right. So now, was, right. now was, I, I've tested the limits. I know what I'm capable of. Right. I just want to maintain that for as long as I possibly can. And so protection is synonymous with deuterium depletion.
1: Okay. I'm going to remember that because I'm 63, so I'm going to get some of this stuff. Absolutely. I-, I think you'll benefit quite a bit. Yeah, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Jaff- Russell Jaffe says he wants to dance till 110. So I told him, I'm trying to beat you.
0: Well, did you know that the chances of a centenarian somebody that's reached the age of 100 to make it an extra 10 years is one out of every 700 wow only only one out of 700 centenarians reached age of 110 Hmm. it's quite interesting And er and in this area of siberia where they were studying these people for a long life they had something like uh Uh, I think 300, they did a census and they had 324 centenarians per 1 million people. And these are primarily people that live like Eskimos. They live Mm. in, they they live, they live in areas where it's minus 50 most of the year. Okay. Mm. And everywhere else in Europe, they have an average of 10 to 50 centenarians per 1 million. And these guys had 324. And this is what started this whole thing. They wanted to find out why these people are living so long in these in these super harsh environments. And they found that they had 16% less deuterium in the water that they consumed. And so this had a cumulative effect generation <laughs> after generation, not to mention food that they were eating as well. So they had this from the time they're born to the time they die. So they had, they had increased not only longevity because you don't know how long you're going to live. We can get hit by a bus tomorrow. Right. So, so, but health span wise, health right. span, you want to be able to, you want to be able to be fertile into your, into an old age. I think the oldest, the oldest male that, uh, oldest fertile male that, uh, uh, oldest father on the planet's like 90 something natural, wow. you know, and the, and the mother, the mother was 60 natural birth. And these are mountain people. Wow. Okay. And, and if you, and I'm sure if you tested their deuterium levels, they would be about fifteen percent lower than everybody else. Hmm. So, so yeah, this is, this is actually a strategy that nature takes too. If you, if you look at, once you understand this deuterium problem, you start, you start, you start, seeing it manifesting everywhere. Like, why are birds migrating thousands of miles? Why are birds hanging out in the tropics and then flying in, in our part of the world, in our hemisphere, flying up to Northern Canada to lay eggs? Right. It's a, de- it's a deuterium depletion strategy. It's, yes. it, ensure, it ensures it ensure a higher chance of survival for those eggs and their young because it's a metabolic intervention. It's just slightly more metabolic energy. So they use that innately, right? This is why they make that migration of thousands of miles because wow. they want to lay because they want to lay their eggs in an environment where there's less deuterium because that will ensure not only not only not not only will ensure a better chance of survival but it also you know studies show that you will grow to maturity faster you will get you will uh, you're more virile you will you will um, and this is this is generation over generation this was this is this is this is incredible stuff, and I'm, I, I'm I'm like uh, besides myself that nobody really dove into this decades ago right. to try and to try and give this to try to make this available for people. But that said, it took decades just to figure out a process where this water could be delivered for twenty bucks a liter, whereas if fifteen years ago it would have cost ten to twenty times that. I'm sure it's just not, it's just not a process that's easy. To, do so we're we're in this incredible place right now where that's we true. uh where we stand on the shoulders of giants and we and we're coming up with solutions for problems that have eluded us for for centuries yeah <laughs> that's awesome.
1: that's awesome that's awesome i can't wait to try it hey before we go and i first of all thank you for your time i appreciate it
0: thanks for having me i appreciate
1: it oh no, i'm grateful that your people reached out to me and I'm grateful that you took the time. So uh, much gratitude to you. Thank you. What, if Victor had 30 to 45 minutes just to relax or chill out or do whatever you wanted with no no distractions, what album or artist would you put on to listen to?
0: <laughs> it just depends what mood I'm in. Okay. But uh, uh, Roy Buchanan would be on that list. Okay,
1: Roy Buchanan. Okay, good. Yeah, he'd be All on right. that list. All right, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. And be well. Thank you. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.